Tienes mucho en tus manos. Pero con solo mover un dedo puedes dar marcha atrás con Pro Trailer Backup Assist disponible. Presentamos la nueva Ford F-150 2024. Ya sea que estés trabajando al máximo o divirtiéndote al máximo. Esta camioneta te respalda porque está hecha para ser una parte indispensable de tu equipo. Fuerza así de inteligente solo puede ser F-150. Construida con orgullo Ford. Fuerza Ford. This is Juntos We Shine, a podcast about inspirational people who lift up and nurture their communities in visionary ways. When you realize it's somebody's life that can be changed through small acts of kindness. So it's nice to surprise them with like a spa night and do face masks and for them to feel a little special. And you get to meet a stranger that's saying, hey, like you're loved, like you can go out and follow your dreams. She's introduced to me a new way of living life and seeing the impact that she has on the communities that she does work in is mind-blowing. It's completely mind-blowing. Hello, I'm Andrea Cheriak. Welcome to Juntos We Shine, powered by Target. Today on the show, I'm proud to introduce you to Lisa Aldrich. Lisa says she was destined to be of service to others, and she's on a mission to help some of her city's least fortunate regain their self-confidence through love and kindness. The former preschool teacher is convinced a little pampering can go a long way to heal the spirits of women who've fallen on hard times. With her foundation and dozens of volunteers, she helps make them beautiful on the outside as well as the inside. Born Lisa Marie Ibarra to Mexican-American parents, Lisa says she's simply honoring her family's legacy of putting others first. Welcome, Lisa. It's so great to meet you. Thank you, Andrea, for having me. It's a wonderful opportunity to come and share about the work I get to do back home. So, Lisa, tell me a little bit about how it was for you when you were growing up. Um, so I grew up in a town called Pico, Pico Rivera, and it, uh, there's a lot of Hispanic people there, and it's very family-oriented. Um, so I grew up around uh, just running around the neighborhood with other children. And after um, living in Pico Rivera, I ended up going to Cal State Long Beach uh, for college to get my degree in education, and I moved to Long Beach. So how did it spark in you this light where you wanted to really volunteer and help others around you? I just really think that it's something um, that was built in me when I was a child. Uh, my family often uh, volunteered at their church, passing out food. Um, I had uh, my father's mother, so my grandmother on my dad's side. Uh, she used to live in El Sereno, which is in East Los Angeles, and she started a storefront. Uh, in the front of her house where she would give clothes and shoes to the community or anybody that was in need. And in my family, I have um, a lot of social workers and teachers. So I think it was just what I was modeled as a child. And it's just a part of who I am and a part of who my family is. I know that a lot yeah. of people in your family compare you to your grandmother. Yeah. Your resemblance. Um, her name was Ulalia, so they called her Lala. And so often they call me little Lala because I would go out to the, you know, skid row and help the homeless people or, you know, she loved to travel to Mexico or different parts of the world to help um, others. And I often find myself doing that and not even knowing that until I was older that she did it. Uh, so I definitely think it's part of my DNA. And coming from a large Hispanic family, like it's a very much open door policy at, at um, holidays. I've had friends that are visiting from other parts of the world and come 
for you know Christmas or Easter and the same for other family members. They've had people that maybe don't have a family come and spend it with our family. So it's definitely a part of who we are as a family and what was instilled in me. And while she was volunteering on Skid Row and in soup kitchens, Lisa got a job teaching at one of Los Angeles's most elite preschools. Uh, to be honest, when I got the teaching job, um, I literally got off an airplane from Africa. I was on a mission trip out there. And the next day, I had to be at the school for a parent orientation. And uh, it was, at the beginning, it was definitely a big shock for me. Um, but I've just... I've learned that no matter where you go or in, it doesn't even matter the community you're in, there's always people that need help. It just comes in different ways. It might not be a financial help, but, you know, there might be an emotional need or, or being able to be a part of those children's life, too, when I was working at an elite school. So, yeah, so I was able to enjoy that, but I always saw a need. At that point, I had already came back from working in Mexico with at an orphanage, and I knew that there was that same need in Los Angeles and, and in Venice Beach and different parts of L.A. that— you know, there's people that are living on the streets that don't uh, have the opportunity that the children that I, I did work with. Yeah, because sometimes I feel like we're so blessed and we don't see that our neighbor might need help and that, you know, it's it's just a paycheck away because we're always trying to meet our goals and meet yeah. our, our paychecks. And then anything can change in your life from one moment to the next. And, and you're in a very hard situation. There's no one there to help you. Yeah, especially like in Los Angeles and I'm, I'm sure in Miami too, everything is so expensive. Mm -hmm. And um, if you make minimum wage, you can't afford to take care of your family. Rent is really high. And so I met people, um, I, met, I remember on a Mother's Day, I met a woman who used to be a paralegal. And so she did very well for herself and she got injured and ended up losing her job and she ended up homeless. Yeah. And so she did what you would think was everything right to help her be successful, but um, sometimes it's, it's not about that. I just want to give you an idea of just how big a problem Lisa's confronting. This year, LA County officials counted nearly 59,000 people who are homeless. It's such a staggering number, it even made news earlier in the year. It is 53 square blocks of suffering and mental illness and drugs on a level that is hard to fathom. When I first got here, I was a man. But after being here for nine years, it took a toll on me. And now I'm, I don't feel like a man anymore. Seeing those stories, and not everybody has those stories. Some people have chosen to turn to drugs or different things to get them to be homeless. But it's not about that. It's just meeting them where they're at in their life and trying to encourage them to be the best version of themselves. What is it about these people, Lisa, that you really feel like, you know what, I need to be a part of their life. What is it about them that really triggers you to, to help? I just think um, of the different people that I've, I've met throughout this journey of uh, giving back, and they're just so special. And when you realize it's somebody's life that can be changed through small acts of kindness, um, it just sparks something in me to want more of that, more of that for them to, to just be who they were created to be. How did you kind of say, you know what, I, I, I really want to give myself to yeah. the community? I love what I get to do. I love every person that I've met. And it's come with trials and, and learning what's the right way to love people. Because um, when you see such a need, often you want to try to fix somebody. But uh, that's not the right way. Just to love them where they're at and encourage them that they can succeed and follow their dreams. And this is not their permanent life.
Yeah. So how do you really keep that balance so that you're there for them, but at the same time that it doesn't affect you on your personal level? Yeah, uh, I definitely had to learn that the hard way. Um, when I was in my early 20s, I had more time to give to you know, helping others and being so, so involved in their life. But I've definitely had to find a balance since being married and just having my own career. And so I've just had to put it in perspective of if I put too much effort into this, then I don't get to take care of my own well-being. And if I don't take care of my own well-being, then I can't help others. So learning that I don't have to take on what they're going through and I can just be there with them and walk through their issues and problems, um, but not take them on myself. Because right. like you said, we all have our own problems. And if I did that, then my life would be very chaotic. <laughs> so just uh, beating them where they're at and trying to support them in healthy ways so that they don't just rely on me, but they're relying on themselves um, to make a better life for them. Right. And the cool way that you found, you know, you, you found this really cool way of helping them through beauty. So yeah. Beauty Board, I mean, you started this four years ago? Already? Yeah, four, four years ago with uh, my friend Kelly. Um, we would go down to Skid Row and we would do their nails and do um, make jewelry with them. We did a workout class on the rooftop. Uh, no girl's going to say no to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so we just would have so much uh, fun just loving on them, get to know them, uh, being able to do their nails and teach them what healthy physical touches. You know, a lot of these women have been abused or, you know, gone through a lot of hardships. And so to be able to do that for them and uh, we would meet a lot of them and ask them, what, what, like, what do you need? Or like, what are you looking for in your life right now? And a lot of them would say, you know, I hope I get that paycheck from the government because I want to buy this. Or I hope I get my free housing um, because then I would be happy. And we were just like, well, yeah, but like what, don't you want more for your life? Like, don't you want to feel like you're providing for yourself and your family too? And so we realized that um, there are a lot of great organizations out there that help the homeless, especially in Los Angeles. Uh, but we realized that part of the missing link was um, them feeling confident about themselves and feeling ready for an interview. You know, they're living in Skid Row and bunk beds, you know, and they don't get to keep their stuff there. They don't get to iron their clothes or, you know, they don't have a makeup room to do all of these things. So we thought, okay, maybe this is one way we can help organizations with a part of the missing link that they, the connection that they need to go on a job interview. Um, so yeah, we started the beauty board and we've been able to work with um, different organizations in Orange County, LA, and even part of Mexico. I have to ask you this. Did you take any courses in beauty, or no. is it just that you're really good at it? <laughs> no, no, not at all, not at all. Um, we do not have a background in cosmetology. Um, I went to school for education. Um, Kelly is into acting, and so we did not, no background in that. But um, we just kind of love people with what we knew. So we would do like manicures for them and do makeup. I've had to cut hair before because, you know, somebody didn't show up. And yeah, it's been great. I don't, I, I've got to practice on myself and just a lot of women. So it's been fun. And, and we have a lot of great volunteers who are professional makeup artists that come in and do that for us. But we definitely didn't have a background in beauty. Like I said, I, 
I'm in education, so. <laughs> well, you're saving it. a lot of money, girl, because yeah. <laughs> you're doing your own nails, and yeah, that yeah. you could teach other people too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's cool because it's, it's not just about giving beauty services, but mm -hmm. it's also for them to feel more secure about themselves. Yeah. And kind of go and 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 really search for these opportunities to get their lives back together, right? Yeah, and just feel confident in who they are. Um, a lot of the women that we do work with are single moms, so. Mm -hmm. I'm not a mother, but I know like a lot of single moms, like they want to just be able to give whatever they get for their children. So they don't get to go and get manicures and pedicures and haircuts because one, they're trying to survive mm -hmm. and you know, the little money that they do have extra to go to their kids. So it's nice to surprise them with like a spa night and do face mask and, and just connect with them. And uh, you know, it kind of humanizes them again because mm -hmm. they're living in situations that I wouldn't wish on anybody. So just for them to feel a little special is what is so important for us. Like the biggest thing, although we do it through beauty, it's the connection that we mm -hmm. get to have with them. Um, sometimes it's their lowest part in their life where yeah. they've never felt like they didn't have anybody to, to rely on. And you get to meet a stranger that's saying, hey, like you're purposed, you're loved, like you can go out and follow your dreams. Right, on a personal level, yeah. you, you really connect with these women. And yeah. I'm sure that you, over time also create friendships even though you know it's it's hard because I'm sure there's there's so many women you're helping out. How many yeah. women have you helped out in these four years? <laughs> I know probably the last four years I would say anywhere from 300 to 600 women that we've wow. met through the different organizations that we get to work with and yeah not everybody has been come my friend or not everybody has my phone number or like has been to my house but there are some of those people that I feel like that you know, that I can trust, that do, that I invite them into my life. You know, I had a gentleman um, down in Skid Row that I helped, and he was at our wedding. And, you know, one of the other girls that I was close to from the orphanage, like, she's part of my family now. Like, she comes to visit. We got her a passport. We're, we travel together. It's so um, there are those connections that I get to make with them. And, you know, even if it's, like, not that I get to see them all the time, but just hearing from them, especially, like, the mothers that I met when they were expecting so they were pregnant and being able to like know that their child's two years old now and they're doing well and like some of them have moved away but you know the great thing about social media is you get to see yeah. little parts of their life and that's when you say I'm getting old yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly uh, to just see them and that they're happy and back on their feet like that is just an amazing feeling and um, so yeah and I'm sure a lot of these girls have taught you lessons too because we all learn from each other yeah right Yes, um, I know just to see like their resilience and like um, some of them have endured horrific, horrific things and I can't imagine um, what they've gone through and to see them overcome it and make a better life for themselves and for their children and it's just inspiring. It reminds me to be humble because like I said, in LA, a lot of people are one paycheck away from being homeless. So I never wanna take for granted, like you said, the blessings that I do have and even just the ability of my physical and emotional health to help people. Right. Yeah. And you've helped a lot, many women. Yeah who I'm sure are all very thankful for what you're doing. So Lisa, I could be here forever, but we're <laughs> gonna take a really quick break, I promise. Mm -hmm. And when we get back, we're gonna meet someone who you have totally, totally, totally helped and have changed her life and is very close to you. So Thank you. we'll be back. On 
our next episode of Juntos We Shine, powered by Target, meet Victoria Alonso, one of the most powerful women in Hollywood. Her last movie, Avengers Endgame, has broken all-time industry records. Avengers ha sido la película más taquillera de la historia del cine. ¿Qué significa sí. eso para ti, escuchar eso? Medio raro, para serte sincera. Es como que vos lo decís y es como que le estás hablando a otra persona, ¿no? Qué sé yo, es raro. Es raro, pero es, es historia. Eh, sí, es raro porque decís, bueno, la idea no era de hacer la película más taquillera en la historia del cine del mundo, ¿no? La idea era hacer una buena película. Welcome back to Juntos We Shine. Your cousin, Michelle Macias, is here to join us because she's very thankful because she says that you have been the one to help her along the way and to help her get her life back together. So Michelle, come on in and join us because you're here to brag about <laughs> everything that your cousin has done for you and, and how she's really helped you change your life, right? In a yes. very short amount of time. Yes, right. So, mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about what happened in your story and and how your life changed drastically from sure. one point to the other. Um, so, I've always struggled with mental illness, um, anxiety, and depression. And um, there came a time uh, that I was misdiagnosed, and they started treating me for bipolar disorder. And with those medications, it threw me into a state of mania and with schizophrenic symptoms. So I was hearing things, seeing things. There was no ration in my brain. Um, so my family took it as, she must be on drugs. She makes no sense. Up until that point, I was a single mom. Um, I raised my daughter. I mean, she was in private school. We lived in a great suburban area. We kind of had it all. Uh, but when this took place, this downward spiral, immediately my daughter was removed from my custody. Wow. So I went from being mentally unstable to just, I mean, I lost it completely because I was not used to being separated from her. And so I basically lost my world, my everything, my daughter. Um, so at that point, I ended up living in my car where it had broken down, which was in the city of Pomona, which is a very rough area. So I knew nothing about that lifestyle. I knew nothing about being a part of that scene. So um, it was a very, very scary time. And I was just not an easy person to talk to, to love on. And um, I know that because nobody reached out. Uh, and we come from a very large family. And so all of the cousins that I was close to and that I thought would be there to reach out and see if I need anything or just a phone call or just how are you or what's, you know, how are, what are you doing today to get back to where you need to be? Um, those phone calls never happened. And Lisa was a cousin that we were close, but not too close. We were living two different types of lifestyles. Mine was a little bit more self-absorbed, working, taking care of my daughter. And Lisa was very like, You know, you see her on Thanksgiving and she's leaving because she's going to go feed the homeless. Anyone want to come? And no one would go. We're like, oh, you're so good. You know, <laughs> go, Lisa. And so I didn't really nurture that relationship because we were so different. And then when I hit my rock bottom, all of the people in my life that I thought would be there were not. And it wasn't an easy task to take on, but Lisa did. Like I said, there's times where I didn't make sense. There's times where I ended up in jail and she's calling to see where I am. And, you know, am I taking medication? Did I go to therapy? Have I eaten? I, had, I was basically skin and bones at that time. I was just 
unless thought people were following me, all these different things. So she really helped to um, be there when I was completely down and just be with me in those moments. There were times when I, there was nothing that could be done. I mean, when someone's not in a sensible place, when they're not being rational, there's not a whole lot you can do besides be there with them to make sure that they're safe. So um, that's what she did. She would make sure that I was eating and really I was pushing her away so much um, because I did think like, oh, I'm being followed. I don't want anything to happen to her. And, you know, I'm thinking all these things. But because she had so much experience with working with mentally ill people. Um, no, and she, it must have been hard because you guys are, are cousins. So at the end of the day, cousins, it's like, yeah. it's very hard to really set that distance from her. And because and, yeah. and, it's your family, you know? Yeah. yeah. And she knew also that you know, my daughter was involved in this whole situation and her and my daughter are extremely close now. Um, she knew how much my daughter was suffering because she didn't know what was going on. She knew was that the mom that was there every day taking care of her was all of a sudden gone and nobody was giving her any information. So she was really, that really pushed her to try to get me on track so that my daughter could have me back. And now that I've come out on the other side, that she's counseled me, that she's motivated me, now I'm being more inspired. Um, with having her in my life and seeing, you know, when you say, oh my gosh, like I would be still sleeping in my car, literally like kind of talking to things that weren't there and doing things that totally didn't make sense. I'm a liability to society. I'm a liability to my family. Um, I would still be there and my daughter would still be without her mother and devastated and who knows what she would turn to to cope with that in her now pre-teenage years. But the beautiful thing about these kind of situations, too, is that maybe if this wouldn't have happened, we your relationship we would have never be so been <laughs> we wouldn't be this so close. close, right? Yeah. I, I'm sure now yeah. you guys are sisters. Like, it's yeah. Yeah. a different level. Yeah. yeah. And she's introduced to me a new way of living life. And so being close to her and seeing the impact that she has on the communities that she does work in is mind-blowing. It's completely mind-blowing. Um, I always say if there were 10 Lisas in one city or even one state, it would be just a completely different world that we live in because she is that impactful. Um, she truly does live her life for another life. And I think a lot of that has to do with her faith because I thought to myself, how is she still being persistent with me? How is she coming back after I'm pushing her away and doing all these things that would scare anyone off. And I think that her faith and, and the belief system that she follows really taught her and molded her to do this kind of work in a way that she knows that, you know, you turn the other cheek and you right. love without expecting anything in return. And that is what has changed so many lives, not just mine. And that impact that she's made on my life, which has changed the destiny of not just mine, but my daughter's, um, that's incredible. been done in Mexico with the Women in Beauty Board. And it's just something that I, want, I now want to be a part of. It's like, wow, if you can make this difference 
if we all, not if we, even if just some of us did that, yeah. what a different world it would be. And it's not something that I think is celebrated enough. So mm. I, I'm very grateful for the opportunity to come and <laughs> I and love talk. it because I'm looking at your face <laughs> and she's looking down. She does. She's it. so humble that she like uh-huh. has a difficult time hearing yes, she all does. these great things that you're doing for <laughs> she people like does. your cousin. Thank you. Yeah. And I think in a society where we live, where negativity is something that people thrive off of, people People are so used to seeing, you know, on social media, on the news, so-and-so, you know, this broke up, this person, and it it kind of subconsciously, they're like, "Ah, that's not as bad as I have it Mm -hmm. right now. To see something like this be celebrated and to focus on the impact that it has on people's lives, I think is something that we as a society need right now more than ever. So I just really appreciate my cousin. And yes, she's very humble. I would have a list. Like... On May 24th, I bought this. <laughs> Even on the way here, we're like getting into the Uber. And I'm like, Lisa, the Uber's right there. And she's like, what do you, there's a homeless lady sitting out the yum yum donuts. And she's like, come on, I'll take you to get a donut and a coffee. Like it never stops. Aww, and that's I'm incredible. Like, yeah, it's, it's just super her way sweet. Of it's her way. Her life. So I have a lot to learn and I'm growing every day alongside her. And I just wish that everybody could have Lisa in their life. <laughs> I love what your cousin said. And I have to agree with that because I feel like if there's 10 of you, Lisa, in not only LA, but in all states, I think this country would be completely different, right? Yeah. So thank you for what you're doing. <laughs> and you. she's influencing you. And I'm sure, believe it or not, Michelle, that you influence her too, because all of these stories must yeah. influence you and your way of living. Too. Yeah. Sure. Right? It's uh, encouraging. And um, with Michelle's story, like knowing that it was, it was a hard time uh, when Michelle was going through this because that's not the Michelle we knew. And my family, you know, in the Hispanic culture, there's such a stigma about, um, mental illness and we have other family members that struggle with mental illness and but I just thought to myself like how could I not help someone that is in my family if I'm going and helping strangers that are struggling with homelessness or mental illness so it wasn't a hard thing for me to grasp to want to help Michelle and yes um, her story encourages me her daughter's story um, so these women that I've got to work with uh, it just has taught me to be humble and resilient it's amazing. I know you have a cool tattoo that you're going to show me, yeah. right? With a cool message. Yeah. Which do for the do for the one. Yeah. Like I said, I had to learn sometimes the hard way of um, managing about the, the amount of people I get to help. And so there's a saying that says, do for the one what you wish to do for many. And so there's a lot of people that need help. Like I said, it's not always just financial help, but it could be all emotional help. Um, but if I could just help one person at a time, uh, that alone will change the world. Like I said, you know, we talked about Michelle and being able to help her where she was at and now seeing her daughter's life and us being close and developing that relationship. Um, a lot of people's stories have then impacted others. So yeah, it reminds me um, when I get, feel overwhelmed because I can, when I go especially to Skid Row and I see, you know, it's been, I think I started in Skid Row in 2012 and a lot of parts of it haven't got any better. So it can be discouraging, but I, when I think, okay, it's not about that, it's just about the person in front of me, the person that I meet that day, how can I help them? So it's a good reminder. Right. And it's like it's like what you're saying. You're helping one person, but then you're also changing the mentality of the people you help. Mm -hmm. Now you want to help more people, too. And it's just like a domino effect. Right.
it's great to see that someone young is really putting out the example out there for the new generation, you know, Thank girls, you. and that you're, you're helping so many women. And you're an extreme inspiration to Thank many you. women, everyone who, who you've helped, everyone who's hearing us now too. And I know that Beauty Board is gonna continue to do amazing things, to Thank thrive, you. to change the world. Um, and we need people like you. We need people mm -hmm. like you. We need to hear these kind of stories. And that's why we're here. Juntos We Shine, that's what it's all about. It's watching everybody reach their goals and, and change their lives and, and kind of join together mm -hmm. in the same mission, yeah. right? To, to change, change the world just one step yeah. At a time. Exactly. How can people join your mission? How can people find out more? Yeah, you can uh, find us on our website at thebeautyboard.org. On there, we have ways that you can volunteer, um, you can donate. We have our upcoming events for the summer and um, the organizations we'll be working with. And then also on social media, you can find us on Instagram at beautyboardinc. Um, so yeah, you can find out again what, what we're doing in the community and get involved. You don't have to be a hairdresser, you don't have to be a makeup artist. We work with children. Uh, there's so many opportunities for anyone to be involved. Right, and I think yeah. that after everyone hears your story, they're gonna be wanting to you know, look for those opportunities mm -hmm. and, and get to know you better and change people's uh, lives like you've done, right? Yeah. So thank you for what you're doing. I've been inspired. I know that everybody that's hearing this has been inspired and that's why I wanna cheer for everything <laughs> that you're doing because thank it's you. really incredible. Cheers. Cheers to that. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Juntos We Shine, powered by Target. Don't forget to subscribe. Boost Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita BoostMobile.com. Boost Mobile, sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos y solamente en línea, requiere AroPay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes requiere un plan de $25 al mes. Aplican otras restricciones. Visita BoostMobile.com para detalles.